Blog Talk Radio. Happy drive through HR Wednesday. It's uh, March 10th, and it is a uh, lunchtime edition, of course, of drive through HR, where we talk all things HR and have a little bit of fun doing it. And uh, I am Robin Schooling, along with my co-host, Michael Vandervoort. Hello, Mike. Hey, Robin. Happy Wednesday, as you said. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's really beautiful weather here in Florida so we're we're having we're having a good uh, good week here so far yep ditto it's um we're at about the the point of the year where I'm like this is why I love living in Louisiana it's beautiful it's not humid yet and it's just absolutely glorious so I've been I've been my glory today today awesome uh, so we um you know, this our, our 2021 um, shows have been. I, I was thinking about it as we put as we we put this show together and, and coordinated with our guests. We've done a whole lot of um, kind of legal <laughs> updates. What's happening with the new administration? Sort of shows, mm-hmm. which of course is important and critical and gives us lots of things to, to think about and plan for. But um, this is going to be a really uh, a really good show, and I you know I love this because it kind of gets us back to our roots of talking about what do <laughs> what do practitioners deal with every day, and and kind of how do we uh, how do we learn to deal with some of these things. So really really looking forward to our conversation today with our guests who um, who are making a return visit after an absence from the show of only eight years, but. <laughs> they are back with us today, and so very, very uh, hearty welcome to um, Cornelia Gamlin and Barbara Mitchell. Hey, ladies. Hey. Hi, Robin. Great to be here. So we uh, we are you know we we have fun when we can't see each other, of course, um, as we're doing this. But what? Um, let, let let me toss it, Barbara, to you first. I'm going to have you start. Um, I'm going to have you introduce yourselves. Kind of tell us, uh, you know, tell us individually about who you are and then um, how you kind of came to, to work together over the years. Sure. Happy to do that. I'm a, a longtime HR person. Most of my career was with Marriott International and then a couple of uh, consulting companies, and now that's what I do is consult and also uh, write books with my co-author and good friend, Cornelia. Excellent. Thank you, Barbara. <laughs> um, we always say we're, we're glad that we're still friends. Um, I'm Cornelia, and I started in HR, I like to say, when God was a girl. Um, I worked <laughs> for, <laughs> I worked for a number of years uh, for, for a large um, systems integrated called Computer Sciences Corporation, and they, they've morphed into some other things um, these days. But I went out on my own and started consulting, like Barbara did. And around that time, um, you know, that's when, I mean, she and I had known each other, but that's when we really started to, to see a little bit more of each other um, 
as consultants and, and, you know, kind of put some informal networks together. And we ended up writing together um, quite by accident. Um, Barbara had written a book with another colleague, and then the publisher came to her and said, gee, we'd like you to write this big book of HR. And she thought she was going to do it on her own because the other colleague was not interested. And then, mm. lo and behold, they didn't give her – they gave her a very short time frame to write a – 90,000 word book and she she kind of came to me and said help <laughs> so I, I gladly joined her and we've just we found out we can work very well together and have gone on to write several more books over the past 10 years and in fact we're getting ready to do um, an update a 10 year edition of the big book of HR which will be coming in next January excellent well and you know before we before we dive into talking about um your latest book, which which we're going to focus on, um, tell us a little bit about the, the the big book of HR. What you know, uh, what's involved, what and uh, you know, what's the book about, and and what will those updates include? Well, the big book of HR is really a big book. It goes from how, from the very beginning of uh, HR. Now, I don't mean the history of HR, but we do touch on that just a teeny bit. But everything from workforce planning to hiring to employee engagement, retention, compensation benefits, development, I could go on and on. But we take it all the way to uh, ending the employment relationship. So it is Mm -hmm. uh, someone described that hiring, firing, and everything in between. Yep. Yep. Soup to nuts. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, yep. And who um, and and just so folks know, our folks that are listening, obviously they found us through through the show uh, site. But of course, we have we have links on um, on the page to to your site where they can actually explore all of your books, including the Big Book of HR. But let's let's talk about your new book because it's um, it's uh, it's an interesting. A, a way to approach, I think, of um, kind of a key part of the HR experience, and it's talking about, um, or the book is about what really what, <laughs> how I would say it is kind of like what really goes on day to day. You know, the stuff, it's the stuff you're not going to learn in class. You're not going to learn sometimes unless you're participating in it or um, observing or you're you're learning with somebody as you're going along. Um, so the new book is called um, "They Did What: Unbelievable Tales from the Workplace," um, and and has stories about employees, you know, the misbehavior, if you will. Um, so tell us a little bit about the history of this book. What 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 prompted you to write it, and and what's what's it about? What's the goal? Well, it came about in, in several different ways, but uh, Cornelia tells, when, she, when she's asked this question, and when she answers this question, talks about being uh, in a conference where someone came up to her, an HR person, and said, how do you learn employee relations? And yeah. her answer was, you don't learn it, you, you live it. Uh, it's experience. Yeah. And what we what we thought about was that every HR person, at least I, I, this is what I believe, every HR person would love to write this book 
because we've all got stories. And so we decided that we would collect the stories and then put it together, and we thought we would do it in a pretty straightforward, nonfiction kind of way until we realized that all of these stories couldn't happen to two people. Uh, and so we <laughs> then had to go in a totally different route uh, and uh, get stories from other people and then make it into a, a narrative. We, we believe telling stories is the way people learn best. Mm. And so mm-hmm. that's what we tried to do here is make this very readable, but also uh, probably will shock a few people along the way. Hmm. Oh, I think I lost Michael. Um you know what? I'm, what? I'm sorry, Robin. I was on mute. I, I went on mute oh, okay. because I had to tear a piece of paper up. Uh, I, what I started to say was very amusingly, yes, so many stories and so little time to uh, all, the, all the things that you gather <laughs> in the HR profession as you go through the as you go through the, the workplace on a daily basis is really the, the human capacity for causing trouble or coming up with creative ideas that shouldn't happen at work seems almost limitless. Um, so. <laughs> I guess I'm, I have I have an impromptu question for one, it, which it, it, so um, I'll ask the, that that one second. Um, one is so with this book, you, you kind of talked about how you got got set on writing it. What sets it apart from HR HR books, and uh, why do you think the the stories, the narrative stories and characters you've created help uh, HR professionals or managers with learning? Well, yeah, that's a good question, Michael. Uh, somebody that that had actually read an earlier version of the book when we were still going through the uh, the editing stage um, had quite a bit of experience as a young manager, and and he, his comment to me was, you know, I've read a lot of crappy business books, and this is not one of them. And mm-hmm. and the reason he said that, he said, you know, nobody wants to read dull, boring case studies. He said, but you took real life situations, you know, and, and we masked a lot of the situations and I'll talk about that in a second, but you know, you, you made them readable and believable and things that people could relate to You know, he said, I've never worked in HR, but I've certainly seen a lot of these situations in, in my work experience. And he said, you, it's, it's really, you've really engaged the reader in, in getting them interested in, in what happens behind the scenes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what, once we had, as Barbara said, we had gotten, um, we had talked to other people and, and collected stories. But the, the other thing we realized is we had to, we couldn't just tell them in a straightforward way because we, we wanted to maintain some privacy and confidentiality. And that's when we came up with the, the idea to say, let's create a fictitious company. Let's create a cast of characters and tell mm. these stories through these characters, through through this company, or through some of the colleagues' companies, and this way, it it somebody even said it almost reads like a novel. That was never our intent, and it, it's it's really separate chapters um, th- that deal with different types of stories. But th- we just thought engaging people that way would would make the book very very readable and. It's uh, it's entertaining, but along the way you learn something. And you know, so many of the HR people that that read it during our beta reading phase, you know, all said, "Yes, 
I've, I've had some of these things happen to me. Yes. It's, it's really, and, you know, one young person. So I, I kept stopping and thinking, how would I handle this if it happened to me? And, you know, he said, then lo and behold, when I'd read the, you know, read the rest of the story, he go, yeah, you know, I was pretty much right on. I probably would have proceeded the same way. So I, I think it just brings it, it connects with people more than, than just a textbook type of approach. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. Robin and I both um, sometimes lurk, but a, a lot of the times participate in these a, lot, a number of HR forums where people are coming in and asking, like they're they're saying, "This happened at work, and what can I do?" And and I mean, some of them are still like, you know, should I keep a tape measure in my desk to make sure the skirt isn't too far above the knee? You know, some of those old things yeah. that HR people go just like, ah, just hard questions, go away. But um, others are, you know, others are really pretty, pretty bare and raw. And so be, I know, I definitely know you, you still have a market out there for sure. HR, this part of HR constantly reinvents itself. My impromptu question is, and, and I don't want you to tell the whole story, but just maybe give a little, a teaser. What's your, what each for each of you, what's your favorite story in the book? Hmm. There was so many. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of really, really hard to to, to narrow in on on one particular story. Um, You know, there there are a couple that deal with um, animals, you know, people, you you know, just people's encounters with animals or or bringing animals into the workplace. And it was kind of like one of the lines in, in, in one of the chapters is nobody told me I was going to have to be a zookeeper when I came into HR. And, but but that, that's just indicative of people don't understand the range of issues that HR professionals yeah. have to deal with. Yeah, that, that was that, one of our uh, unstated goals, if I can just uh, interject here, was we know that most people who have not ever worked in HR have no idea what HR deals with on a daily basis. And so that was one of our uh, behind-the-scenes kind of goals for this book was for the end, if somebody reads all the way through, which we hope they do, they say, I had no idea that HR had to deal with all of this stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a boss once who, t- who told me that my job was to hire people and make them happy. And I thought, Oh, I wish that was all I had to do. Not that mm. not that I could ever just make people happy. That's that's not one of HR's tasks. Uh, but he obviously had no idea of what I or any other HR person ever did on an hourly or daily basis. Mm-hmm. So we hope that that comes through too in the book. That it's a kind of an homage to HR. That okay, we add a lot of value to organizations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of the things that – go ahead, Robin. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, and I, and I think um, I think where that learning comes in for people reading that, especially non-HR people and or folks new to the profession, um, is, is just kind of getting that understanding of the, of the depth and the breadth. And, and you know, and I think about the – the stories or the day-to-day or the situations, you know, there's the crazy, funny, 
stuff, right? I have I have so many like bodily function stories. It's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, there's the there's the crazy stuff or the oh my god, you know what what were they thinking? And then there's like the heartbreaking, sad, kind of human, you know, lives that that employees are living. I I, I think those. You know, the times, and sadly I've had far too many of them where I've had employees that were going through domestic violence issues at home and helping them navigate that. And that had to, you know, hours, hours and energy and time and compassion and caring and um, helping to get them out the other end of it because that ultimately helped the organization, you know, to, to take care of them and to get them out of it. But man the the nobody knew nobody other than the uh, you know the other folks in hr knew that those sorts of things were going on and uh, you know the the time that's spent on that and what it takes for somebody in hr to 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 work with people through some really challenging life events um you know you don't know nobody knows what we do Unless they've done it, now, that that's so true, Robin. And 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 also, you know, and yeah, you know, we we talk about you know some of those kinds of of heartbreaking stories, those those life life event things that that are you know on the more serious side. But what you know, one of the things we had noted is that often what people see that visible part is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, they yep. see some obvious stuff, and they don't know what goes on below the surface. You know, and, and, and even if you're dealing, you know, with issues around harassment and people all think, oh, oh, that's it. Okay, we've got the answer. That person's got to go. They don't know all of the particulars that, that HR has found yeah. out in the course of an investigation and everything that goes on behind closed doors. And, yep. you know, it, it, it's, that, it's, you know, how many times have we all heard, oh, anybody can do HR, and and I kind of like I love having this book now because you can hand it to somebody and say, okay, you can still read this and then come back and tell me how you deal with some of these situations. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that was always the manager I disliked who would would say this is how I would with no real basis other than their not very well informed opinion about legal stuff. Um, mm-hmm. That 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 fight. Listen, I I was curious. You guys talked about kind of a, it, approaching the book, the start of the book, in a couple different ways. And I was curious, like, ultimately, how you gathered your stories. You know, did you get them from personal friends, colleagues in the profession, uh, ask, you know, farm them out and ask people to share them with you? What, how did you gather up the stories you used in the book? Pretty, pretty much all of the above. Uh, we interviewed, uh, met with many colleagues and friends who were our HR people or business people. We didn't just take HR stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we, we were just constantly coming up, coming up with interesting people that would tell us a story. And, of course, we had, in order to get them to tell us a story, we had to make sure they knew we would camouflage the name of their organization, their name. And we actually combined some stories into one so that someone wouldn't ever recognize their story. And so far we've been fortunate. Nobody has come to us and said, Oh, you put my story in there. Uh, 
So it's like what what fiction writers try to do, so that right. if you're using somebody as a model or whatever, that you don't uh, you don't out them, so to speak. But right. we got lots and lots of stories, and we had we we could still be uh, full time collecting stories. We had we really <laughs> were very fortunate. Uh, there are a lot out there, and what what was also interesting too was the themes that came up because. We were constantly hearing the same story, including if you, if you look, see the book, you'll see the cover picture is a mm-hmm. conference room table. And mm-hmm. that was one of the stories that came up over and over and over to the point where we said to each other, we'll never, ever eat lunch off of a conference room table now that we've heard all of oh. the stories. Oh, I, I, oh, yes, I've had um, several of those. Situations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, oh yes. I, I think yeah. the amazing, one of the amazing things is, you know, sometimes people would say, "Well, I got to be careful telling you the story. If anybody hears it, they'll know it's my company, and we'll they'll tell us the story." And we go, now we heard something very, very yep. similar to that, you know. Uh, <laughs> yep. And, mm-hmm. and and that's why we could take some of those and, and, as Barbara said, combine some of the details so you. You basically yeah. came up with the same story, but um, some of the particulars were, were changed around a lot. <laughs> I kind of I, I, I want to go back to kind of at the beginning, and, and and Barbara, I don't remember if it was you or Cordelia that that made the comment of, you know, how does I mean you both kind of alluded to it, you know how how does a newly newly minted HR professional um, learn to do, learn to manage through employee relations issues, and they and they learn it by doing. But is what's the best way to do that? Obviously, reading this book will help because it kind of like, oh yeah, and here's some thoughts. But what's your advice to somebody who says, I'm I'm new, I need to get a an understanding of how to break down a situation, how to plan an investigation. Um, you know what? What's the best way for somebody to kind of learn as they're doing? One of the things we I, built into the book was um, a, a networking group that um, the main character had developed, and you know, a group of colleagues that would meet um, on a periodic basis to talk through a lot of the issues that that they were they they were encountering. And you know, we have mm-hmm. said. To, to so many people, you've got to have a good network. If you don't have people inside your organization that you can confer with, you've got to be able to have that good network with other HR folks. And just just as Michael, I think you were mentioning earlier, you know, being informed and all where people just they need a place to come and talk about these things. They need right. a place to be able to come and say, you know, I'm dealing with this and I don't know what to do do about it. Ooh. The police are coming for somebody. (laughs) That's me. I'm sorry. (laughs) Hopefully not me personally. (laughs) That would be awesome for a podcast, though. That would be great. We're reporting live. Pretty dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I think yeah that that value of the of the network and um, you know a group of a group of people 
uh, to bounce things off of. Because here, here's one of the things that I see, and I and I always I always feel bad for people that are kind of put in this situation because it's un, unless they attack it per, uh, purposefully, it's going to be very hard for them to succeed. But quite often there are you know, relatively new HR folks put in as an HR department of one in an organization and they don't have any exposure to or experience to the real world, if you will. Um, And they're learning as they're doing. And there are some things you can learn as you do. I can learn how to do, you know, open enrollment while I'm I'm doing it. Um, But those, those employee relations issues and those um, investigations and tackling those behavioral picks of, of people, that's hard for somebody who's, who's on their own in an HR department of one. That, that's, that's a challenge for far too many people. Yes. Yeah, and, and you know, it's a challenge for, for, for a newcomer to the profession, but it's yep. equally it can be a challenge for somebody who's been around for a yep. while. It's like, what that's do we true. do with this now? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is yeah, true. Yeah, so a, a networking group or a, a finding a mentor early in your career, I think, is one of the best things that anybody can do. Yeah, absolutely. Um what uh, you know we kind of talked about some 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 of your a couple of the kind of favorite stories what um uh you know as we kind of wrap up here what um what are some other stories from the book or themes or types of situations that that kind of stood out or you think people will go holy hell beyond the conference <laughs> table <laughs> Barbara, you want to talk well, about what world I was just going to let you go first to all the sirens. I don't know what's going on in my neighborhood here. But. Okay. Oh, I, I, I can tell that. Um, okay. There, there was a, a story somebody told us. An employee on their way to work hit something, so she pulled the car over to the side of the road and realized she had hit a squirrel. So she goes rushing over to the squirrel to try to help it, and the squirrel turns around and bites her. So she leaves the squirrel. She goes to the, uh, you know, to an emergency room or, or um, one, one of those types of sites to get a tetanus shot, comes into work late and says, I want to file a workers' comp complaint. And they said, excuse me. Well, I was bitten by a squirrel on the way to work. Well, no, that's commuting time. And she was just adamant and ended up, you know, calling the, the local um workers comp board and they told her the same thing and she was just uh, nope 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 um, <laughs> this isn't right so it's it, you know it, it's dealing with some of those kinds of bad decisions that that yes. an employee may make or the assumptions that they have yeah well you can't think, legislate you know, stupidity your assumptions yeah. No, no, you can't. You know, you you you've really got to get you know kind of dig into it, and and then you've got to be able to explain it. And sometimes the employee doesn't want to hear you know what the answer is. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. Oh, well, we are um we are getting here to the end, ladies. I can't believe it. Um, so let's um let's wrap up again. Our guests today on Drive Through HR, Cornelia Gamlin and Barbara Mitchell. 
um, who have been with us talking about their new book, They Did What? Unbelievable Tales from the Workplace. Um, So I want to give each of you a chance to, um, or you could do it collectively, tell us uh, where our listeners can find you online um, and uh, any any social media um, uh, names, LinkedIn pages, et cetera, as well. So, Barbara? Best way to best way to find us is on our website, which is uh, www.bigbookofhr.com. And there you'll, you'll find links to all of our books, all of our, our uh, social media outlets. We're pretty much everywhere you can think of, you can find us. Uh, we also do a, a, a blog uh, a week and do a monthly newsletter type format on Constant Contact. So we try to be as visible as possible and as up-to-date and helpful as possible as a resource because, as we've just been talking about, HR is complicated, and anybody that's in this world, whether they're an HR professional or just a business person who manages people, mm-hmm. uh, need, need a lot of resources, and we hope that our books make a difference in their lives. Yep. Excellent, excellent, and 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 yep. everyone can watch for that updated Big Book of HR coming out as well, the anniversary edition, January so. of twenty twenty two. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, less than a year. Yeah, I probably need to go yeah. read that. I'll, I'll look forward. to I that. know, right? Um, thanks. <laughs> thanks for being on Drive Through today. We really appreciate you coming back after eight years and doing another uh, doing another show with us. Yeah. Well, it's. It's always our pleasure, and we'd love to come back next year once the Big Book of HR is out and talk about some some of the updated um, situations that we have in that book and, and some of the newer topics that we've tackled this time. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. All right, everybody, and we are um, we are out of here. So have a great day. Thanks, everybody. Yo, Thank bye. you. Bye. bye.